This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's Friday Night Live from that Millwall podcast. Good evening. Good evening. I thought it was calling me Baldy in the comments. Like Fuck off, bucket. Dan. This isn't Lions TV. This is that Millwall podcast with that bald ex fan on the board fella. It's time for Friday Night Live. This show is all about you, the Millwall fan, so dive in, share your thoughts, fire off your comments, and be the lifeblood of this fully interactive show. Good evening and welcome to another edition of that Millwall or that Friday Night Live at Millwall Podcast, whatever you want to do. Hopefully you like the new intro. It's um, brand new just for you. Uh, I am joined by the uh, couple of usual faces, uh, a face you don't see that often, but then saying that I think it's twice in a week. Plus, if you watched his video over the week and then the one midweek, then that's probably four times in a week. Um, we've got Chaps or Chris or or... or Whichever way we want to call him tonight, because I know that Chaps offends quite a lot of our fan base. But good evening, fella. Good evening. Uh, evening, mate. Yeah, uh, call me what you want. Really don't care. But yeah, thanks Come. for having me on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'll do, mate. Yeah, that's what the missus calls me. So yeah, crack on. I'll be joined by um, my glamorous assistant, the one and only Stephen. Evening, Chaps. Uh, as in the collective, not just oh, chat. Okay. Oh, right. <laughs> I think um, this is going to get a bit weird, isn't it? Because everyone's <laughs> going to come on and go, evening chaps, and it's going to be fucking hell. Everyone's saying hello to him, no one else. Um, well, and to, go on. Just to put it out there, chaps doesn't offend me. So um, no, I don't know why, why I would offend Steve. anyone. But... I'm I think it's the Z. Um, yeah. But that's a story for another day. It's You're down like... with the kids, mate. You're down with the kids. <laughs> yeah, Chris Brown, you carry <laughs> on like that, mate. You will be fucking blocked. Fucking Miss World, you cunt. I fucking heard it the other day, mate. I might not have been on there, mate, but I was listening to so um so yeah, you can see there's a we're playing around with some new graphics tonight. There are um a couple of questions there. So it's uh is what about um Leonard for captain? So just put Len Dog yes, Len Dog no, and uh, and obviously what's your thoughts on uh, on Harris again because I weren't here the other day and also I just want to see what the comments are and make sure I'm not on my own with my thoughts. Uh, without further ado, uh, welcome Jay back. This is, I think, his third now, is it? Third, mate. Yeah, appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. If uh, I'll come on as long as you, uh, until you get bored of me. No, you're good, mate. You're good. You, you, we'll uh, always have you on, mate. It's nice to have a, a, a another balding fella on rather than these two hairistic <laughs> fuckers. Do you know what I mean? So, um, <laughs> Yeah, it, it is one of those. The thing um, with sorry, me with tonight. I was saying, I said to Jay the other day, you, he had a baptism of fire. He had the the live after Sheffield Wednesday, which was a, yeah. a bit fiery. He had the live with uh, Harris's appointment. So this yeah. one should be calm, collected, nice and easy, uh, nice easy ride. Um, yeah, um, Paul, Paul. Um, I think you meant Lendog. No, 
But London, no, maybe you're a Kent cunt like us. So, um, yeah, there we go. It is what it is. Um, Sav, yes. Well, Alex, we'll come back to Sav in a minute, mate, because I don't necessarily know where where the mistake happened on there. But let's let's start where we mean to go on. Harry's coming back. Okay. Yeah, I've got a little game for you, boys, before um, Chris has to shoot off and gets replaced by his... Um, his understudy, uh, the slightly older and uglier person who's probably in the comments watching, so that's why I've said it. Um, I mean, they're both true, so yeah, yeah, no, they are both true, yeah, yeah. So we've got Neil Harris back. Is that good or bad? I don't really want to go into that because I think you, you lot made it up the other day, there's a few points on it, but look, I, I don't think it's good. Um, I think that. I can understand why the club's done it. Um, I just, it just worries me a lot when the best person you've got in your phone book is um, is Neil Harris, um, and yeah, it, it's it's one of those. I've got a stat for you where I've got a stat somewhere. Um, there is uh, not. There's no. Where are we? Let's have a look. I've got the stat. There is not one manager what's ever come back um, for a second time at Millwall what's ever done well. Um, so I don't know if that's thing. I will find that in a minute. And we'll, is that a we'll fact? That. Yeah, yeah, a yeah. Fact. No, it is a fact, yeah. <laughs> I've got it? it from, yeah, I've got it from a Millwall historian who sent it. He's given me the names. I'm just trying to find it now. That's um, got to be a stat in like in world football in general, though, surely. Uh, I don't know, Jay. Um, I know we don't really want to talk about him because he's now at the uh, the poorer club in South London. But Nathan Jones went back to Luton and did very well. He did Roy Hodgson has, has steadied the ship quite well for for Palace as well? But he, is it the same situation that we're in? Whereas this, in my eyes, wasn't so much a footballing decision in style of play, tactics, and so on, but more of a identity going to war decision. And is there any way, like I said on, on, on Wednesday, if Jose Mourinho could be out there, but would Jose Mourinho lead this team into war better than Neil Harris could in these last 30 weeks? On, on that bit, I think you're right. If it's if it's blowing to war, if it's going to war, then, yep, yeah, not a problem. Oh, there we go. Right, yeah, no, Harris will... <sighs> I know of Harris because Harris was there when, I don't know if you know, but I was fan on the board. Harris no. was the man. At, Bingo. Yeah, yeah, Would you? Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't like talking about it, but yeah, um, it, it is. It is there. We need to get in those comments in a minute as well, Stephen. But we we'll go there in a sec. Um, and he, let's just say he's proper Millwall, mate. Um, I wouldn't want to be a player no. after the abysmal fucking performances they've put in over the last so many weeks and months. The I wouldn't have liked to have been a player who videos he's looked at over the last few days, you know, over the last few games and thought, right, you are a cunt and you are a cunt because yeah. he will, he will fucking go hammering tongue into those players. That's what we need. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, that, listen, that's why I'm saying if you're going to war, then great. But just back to the comment, what I made a little minute ago, Harris back is like some, this is what I got from a, a a friend of mine who I won't say his name, but he probably wouldn't mind anyway, but he is a well-known Millwall. He knows the ins and outs of a duck's ass with Millwall. And what you don't, what he don't know, you wouldn't be able to write on a postage stamp. You know, it, it, there's not a lot left. He says, um, Harry's back is like some kind of awful dream. No manager who returned to Millwall for a second spell, Hewitt, Gray and Doherty ever did better than their first time. The thing is, though, what I would say to that is we don't necessarily need him to do better than what he did first time. We need him to win enough games to keep us in the division. Uh, that's, that's where I'm with you 100%. You know, I, I um, everyone knows I, I love a cheeky little stat. Um, and he's points per game for us in it's the only reason you've been brought on tonight, mate. Oh, cheers. Yeah, I'll, I'll say my stat. <laughs> um, but ultimately, if he does the same points per game that he did before he left us, in the championship, so not his overall, because obviously League One skews it a lot. 1.24 points per game, that keeps us up. That's all we've got to do. Yeah. And we need to start looking at this 
A lot has been made of his 18 month contract, and I understand that. But seriously, forget that. Just get us to the summer. Yeah. We have to be in this league in the summer. Yeah. The thing is, then, as well, is that sorry to interrupt, Steve. Is that no, this, this isn't the first time Harris has returned to the club in some capacity. You know, he left us as a player. He come back and become our all-time top goal scorer. Left us again. He's come back as a manager. You know, took us to promotion and and almost to the playoffs. You know, um, so this it's not new to Harris or to the club to bring him back. I understand the management scenario of coming back as a manager is different, but this I think this is really a different situation from just hiring Harris as the new manager for the long term. Like we said, this is purely that we need to inject some Millwall venom back into the veins of these players, and that we need is, to go to yeah. war. And there isn't anyone better on the planet than Neil Harris to do that, Millwall. 100%. I fully, fully agree with you. And as I said at the beginning, as a as a business, purely get us out of shit, just win, lose, of course. Excuse me for one minute. While he's, uh, while he's away there, what I would say as a back uh, uh, follow-up comment to that, Jay, is it's not necessarily even just about having some, some venom. It's about I think it's about just having belief from everyone at the club because yeah. the board were clearly were lacking in belief. You know, that's why managers are sacked. The players clearly were lacking in belief. The fans were lacking in belief. Yeah. So many times, how many times on social media, and I'm sure you guys scour through and see it like what I do, I can't be bothered to go today. Oh, I can't, yeah. I'm not going to go today. I'm not going to go to this game. Oh, you know, I'll watch it on the telly. And that's not that's not what Neil Harris is about. Neil Harris wants the fans to be coming to the game excited, not just when they're in the ground, but he wants people to be like tomorrow. He wants people looking forward to going to Southampton. It's not just it's not just making the the, the home ground and the den venomous, which he will, but it's about bringing everybody together and actually. It, Harris was always about when he were in it together. I, I never, I never fully bought into the underdog tag, but I feel like he's going to do that, but in a different way. He's not going to call us the underdogs, but he's going to, he's going to harness the same spirit as he did previously. You need to, oh. you need to, you need to stop thinking, Stephen, that Harris's appointment is for you or me, or for Chris, or for Jay, or for, I don't think I'm not. Uh, yeah, well, 130 uh, odd listeners what are out there now. Harris coming back was second to us, it was first to make sure those players perform and the club has the best chance it has of staying in the championship because without that money, they are fucked. Yeah. Second is about us. Because let's be honest, we pay our season tickets at the beginning of the year and they take that money in a big chunk, yeah? You want to sit on social media going, I'm not going today. I don't give a fuck. They're taking you four hundred. Yeah, but it's not that. It's not that. It's not necessarily this. Yeah, it's not the season ticket holders that are are not going. Because if you look at the if you look at the support of the last couple of home games, the the season ticket holders are the majority of the fans that are still there. They must be. They have to be. So I I don't necessarily think it's that. It's the ones you know, people that can't maybe aren't able to to commit to a season ticket or or financial cost or whatever that go to games when they can. They're not. They're not bothered. Business purpose is why it's brought back in. Yeah. First, most, and almost, it's business, business, business. But, but also, the sorry, to inter- sorry to interrupt me, but also as well, is you've got to look at the timing of it as well. We've got 13 games left. If you go and get someone who's never been involved in the club before, it's going to take them, what, three, four weeks, maybe even longer to install what they want to do to get used to the club. And we just don't have that time. And we've got 13 weeks left. That's three months, right? So... Someone like Harris coming in now, he instantly knows everything about the club. He knows the majority of the players. Most of them played under him. So he know he's already right, got right. that edge up. Do you know he's what I mean? So it's, it's like now. Oh, here we go. Yeah, he's yeah. signed right. seven of them. Coming in, Chris. You started yeah. it off there, mate. We've, we started seven of us. Let's play a game. Mm-hmm. Name the player Harris signed. You can pick the first one. Who do you want to go for? Who do you want to... We'll see you can get the them, latest... We can see who can get the latest player. So, uh, Chris, you go first, then. All right, Bart. Yeah, that's that's quite an old. That's quite an old one. So that would be yeah. That's quite. When did we get him? We got him in Barters. We got him on the 29th for the seventh, 2019. Oh, that was as a loan. 
And then we got him, obviously, as a buy. Yeah, but that so was it. Around that time. That was they loaned him because of the knee injury, didn't they? And all yeah. of a sudden, he was okay to sign because we got him at a cheaper yeah. price. So, yeah, so come on in, name another one. Stephen. Uh, Ryan Leonard. <clears throat> Ryan Leonard joined in 2019 for £1.1 million. Jay? Jay Cooper. Jay Cooper. Um, shouldn't be the captain because he's a cunt. Oh, no, sorry, that was the wrong line. Uh, he signed in 2017. And we signed him for four hundred and fifty thousand euros, allegedly, according to transfer market. Anyone else you want to go for? Because there's fucking loads there, mate. Sean Hutchinson. I think he brought Sean Hutchinson in as well. He didn't did he? as well. Yep. Sean Hutchinson came over in 2018 on a free transfer. I've got one here that I don't. Tom Bradshaw. This is a bit. Yeah, that's the rogue yeah, one. Tom Bradshaw. Yeah. Tom Bradshaw. Tom Bradshaw. And he signed 2019. He yeah, signed seven of the team that, in theory, obviously Hutch is injured, so he won't be. But I reckon he also signed George Savile as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's seven there that are still here today. So to you know, to Jay's point, he knows the players. He'll probably know Danny Mac as well. Mm. From Billy he Mitch, he gave Billy Mitchell his debut. Yeah. So there's nine there that, in theory, eight of them could start tomorrow. So. It, it, this, this is the thing. To They needed someone that would come in, that would give us the fight, the aggression, the structure, that could hit the ground running and keep us in this league. That's what they've gone for. At the end of the day, they had to give him an 18-month contract. Why would he leave the job for three months? He's not going to do that, and I don't blame the bloke. But no. all we should give a shit about is keeping in this league. And if he yeah. keeps us in this league, I'm sorry, but he deserves next season. Why would he? He kept us in the league. What I would say, what I would say, and there's a comment that you'll get to in a bit, Mickey, is a the fact that... Says- it's Sorry, quite man. remarkable. It's quite remarkable that those players that we've just named are actually still at the club. Yeah. That they've 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 outlasted Harris, they've outlasted Gary Rowett, they've outlasted Joe Edwards, and they've gone back to, to be managed by because it says Neil more about the club than anything else, and it also shows that the club have basically gone money, 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 business, business, business. We go forward rather than three months ago. This is the direction we're going in. I know it's a bit rogue, but this is the direction we're going in when they could have brought a manager in possibly or someone in who knows about football rather than about football manager. And yes, I'm talking about you, Aldo, you cunt. And you could quite happily go forward, but we haven't. We've taken four steps backwards. Yes, we're going to hopefully secure it, but it's a massive backwards step. And I'm sorry that we're over going over ground where you were for the other day, but I weren't near and you, you lot were, I don't know, you, you were sort of like, I don't know. Stephen's a bit of a Harris. I, I mate, love Neil mate, Harris. hold on. Before you, before you, 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 you can't throw me under the bus saying that I, I, I'll be honest with you. I love Neil Harris. He's a hero of mine. There you go. But so the message. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. No, no, no. <laughs> but the message, the message that 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 come out of of this, and you know, people have messaged me. I've seen comments and stuff. Is that people were really unsure about Neil Harris. You don't have to listen to me. The comments don't have to listen to me. You don't have to listen to me yourself as an individual. But for 13 games, we need to... Don't have to do. <laughs> I'm joking with you. Go on. For, for 13 games, we've got to back Neil Harris. That's the message. That's 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 what we need. We've got a manager, whether we like it or not, he's yeah. a legend and he needs our support. So whether you agree with it, whether we've gone two steps back, five steps back, whether people love Harris or not, it's not about the fact that he's my hero. Or was so are you hero? happy? So come tomorrow, and and I don't want you to say what I think you're going to say because then we will. This will go into rant like a few weeks ago. So come tomorrow, we get spanked by Southampton three nil. Yeah, which how is likely. Gonna, how are you going to? It shouldn't be. But how are you going to feel about that? Well, no, but hold on. Why shouldn't it be? Because they're third in the free. league. Yeah, but they're did if, we're I, going, I, if we're going, hold on, hold on, hold on. I never said it. You were going to say it was a free hit. I never said it was oh, a free I hit. Gonna say it. I'm saying there's enough people out there going, Southampton's a free hit. No, it fucking ain't. The next I'm 13 going, games ain't free hits. We uh, have to mate, go hammer and tong. Mate, I'm going to the game tomorrow and I expect Millwall to put in a performance. Do I want them to win the game? Yes. Would I be happy with a point? Yes, I would be happy with a point. But realistically, we're going to the team that's third in the league. It's one of one of three of the hardest fixtures that Neil Harris could have started with, Leeds, Leicester or Southampton away. Mm-hmm. The expectation is we're probably going to get beat. 
But that's not me saying that I'm giving them a free pass. I want to go there and win the game. What I'm saying is, is that if people, it doesn't matter if we had Joe Edwards, Mickey Mouse, Daffy Duck in charge of the team tomorrow, Southampton are going to be a tough proposition. If we get I, something, great. If we don't, then we back him for the first home game, which I really believe we've got more chance of winning with Harris in charge. I don't disagree. I agree with what Chris said the other day, that this is purely business. And if there's anyone who will possibly get the players to perform, to, to perform hopefully, will be Harris. But I don't, I don't agree with this. Well, it's a free hit on Southampton because it's not a free hit. They've not proven over, they've proven over the last hit. few games that they're beatable. And the fact that they got... What they got done by? Who did they get done by the other day? Bristol City, wasn't it? Hull as well. Yeah. So we can go there and get it. You, Chris, do you agree? Come on, put some put some agreement into this, surely. Well, of course I agree. At the end of the day, we have to go there tomorrow from players and fans thinking we can get a result, and that's that's the only way that we will do. If we go there with a negative mindset, we ain't going to do it. And you know, I'm a little bit kind of. I don't really want to talk about it anymore in terms of Aris is here, whether you like it or not, he is. And exactly. we've got 13 games to get behind them. And, and I know, and I'm going to say something that I might get slated for, and I'm, but there's a lot of comments on Twitter about, you know, protesting and calling out Aldo and Kavanagh. It ain't going to help the situation at the minute. It won't happen. It won't, it won't it, do it, nothing. They're not no, going anywhere. No, I, I know they won't. But I, I, at the minute, I, all I care about it's the club that I love staying in this league. That's it. I couldn't give a shit 100%. what else is going on outside. Wait till the summer. We have to mm-hmm. keep this team in the league. It's as simple as that. And I, there is not a single man on this planet, and I stand by this, other than myself, <laughs> joking, that I would trust to do everything in their power to keep this team in the league other than yeah. the Warriors. 100%. Bottom line. 100%. It's true. We're going. This is not about playing styles. This is not about formations set up or, or or anything like that. This is purely about going to war. There is 13 games left, and and as we just touched on, there is no one that you just said, Chris, that would trust more. That will, if we go down, that would have left everything they have in that dressing room and on that pitch. There isn't anyone else. It would not be questioned. But my question to all three of you is I agree with you that Harris will absolutely give everything and anything on each game. But hand on heart, are the players going to do the same? Because they haven't. And if they really give a fuck about this club, and it doesn't mean, oh, because Harris is coming and Harris will rip him a new ass. But surely if they give a fuck about this club, they should have been doing this two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven games ago, to suddenly just go, oh, well, we're going to do it now, it's, it's not great, really, is it? I it's think it's who's fun. leading you, though, Mick, isn't it? You know, if, if you've got, if, if you're being taught a certain way to, to think a certain way, to play a certain way, to to have a completely new regime put on you, you, you just adopt it. You know, a lot of people act the way that the people that they're around you know, you're not just on a football pitch, but in, in life in general, at work, you know, I'm sure we all have at some point. But with someone like Harris, they do know Harry Harry plays. And I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if them nine players we mentioned were already bending over in the dressing room when that news was announced, telling the likes of Ian Fleming, if you ain't got your trousers pulled down and bent over before he gets here, you will know about it. They do know about it. I'm a bit ashamed and embarrassed that they haven't carried it on since Harris because that mentality will never be topped from someone like Harris. But they are going to know about it, and they're going to get a hold of it very, very quickly. And it will be a rocket up their arse. 100%. I mean, Tom says it. Tom Clark says it's there, there mate. You know, well done, Millwall. Dad's the Army first 11 tomorrow. I, I wouldn't be surprised tomorrow if they're starting 11. Well, it will tell us a lot about how Harris is going to move forward, I think, depending on availability. But I wouldn't be surprised if it is the team is built around the players he knows and trusts. 100%. So it, it wouldn't surprise me if if the likes of uh, you know Tanganga, uh, the likes of Obafemi, even if he is fit, um, maybe Denor Fleming. I don't know. It wouldn't surprise me if those players 
maybe not in the starting eleven because I honestly think he's going to go for tried and tested. I could be wrong. Um, I think he'll play a flat a flat back four tomorrow. Yeah, I think he'll play a four two three one, which he's played pretty much all of the time at Cambridge. Yeah. Um, and it will be interesting to see how tactically he's evolved. He says he has. Can't sit here and claim to have watched tons of Cambridge and Gillingham because I'd be lying. But it will be really interesting to see to see what he does. And he would never have had the quality of player at his disposal that he has now. I mean, according he didn't to his this, first team. No, according to this, he's had 28 games this season. So between League One and League Two, he's had 28 games. He's won 13, drawn four, and lost 11. And got 43 points out of that. He's got a points per match of an average of 1.54. And if he does that from now until the end of the season, he gets 1.54. It keeps us up. So I, I, I think you can. There's so much you can go go back and forth on the appointment. And you know, the interesting topic of conversations. And us boys will be doing shows over the summer and 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 post season and stuff. That's when that's when serious discussions have got to be had about where the club are moving forward. But we, it just has to be the right here and right now. There's and no point. There's, point is but you say that you say that if the players don't give a shit, how is Harris going to motivate them? In world football, how many times, do, and it doesn't always work, but how many times do a team at the bottom of their respective division change the manager and the new manager comes in and it turns it around? It changes. Yeah. It, it might be respect. It might be the way they're playing. It might be uh, they don't particularly, you know, they don't like the old manager, but a new manager comes in and the players respond to it. I don't look. It happens. It's not. We're talking about Millwall. We care about Millwall. We want them to stay up. But if you look at every club in in all divisions, players react differently to different managers. It no, might no, be no, a case. Well, so, sorry, you, you saying that as well? See, that's a good point because Joe Edwards coming to a club like Millwall, the the sort of figure he is as the man he's been in football, he's not really a household name um, in football in general. Now, Harry's coming back. He's such a massive name for the club, a huge name for some of the players that he'd give their first chance as well. The likes of Zian Fleming, your Casper Denoys, your better players in the squad, your more characteristic players in the squad, they, they're they not bigger than Harris. Now, some of these players may have thought, oh, who's Edwards? You know, who's he teaching me? Um, you know, I've, I've, he hasn't even played football. So so. But Neil Harris has got that aura about him, that resume from a football inside of things. And for what he did from the club before as a manager, that the respect is going to be there. And I don't think it was there in the previous regime under Edwards. No, I think no, that no. alone will elevate the better players that I'm not bigger than this manager. This, this guy is Mr. Millwall. And if he says, do jump, I'm going to jump. I think mm-hmm. the whole respect thing is going to be massive with Harris. And I think that alone will... will will justify some of these players being in this squad. I think my biggest fear is more about it's potentially going to scar his legacy than anything else, to be fair. Because I think he will do what needs to be done, but I do just think that his legacy is... Um... So, hold on a minute. So, you, if you say that he's going to do what needs to be done, what do you mean by that? Do you think he'll keep us up? Well, I think he'll have a good go at it. I don't say he wouldn't because he, he will he will inflict. He's If you look at Edwards, Edwards is a, a modern-day coach, you know, like he'll be like, Stephen, unfortunately, you can't run like that. I need you to pass the ball in our half right here, please, and, and then go up and take on their midfield and go forward. As in Aris would be, Stephen, stop being a cunt, pull your fucking finger out your ass. And stop giving the ball away in our fucking half and put it up there. They're, they're, they're two completely different types. Which, which is what they need, these players. In, in but that's percent really annoys me as well, right? I don't know if you've noticed this, but in every interview with, with the players, they've always said, despite the results, the, the mood in the camp's really good. You know, they, they're going out to basketball games together. Like, I'm sorry, something don't add up there. You're losing every week. You've got a point in seven, sorry, a point, one point in seven games. You score three goals in. That don't add up to me at all. Yeah, this I'm is sorry, what don't add up to me, right? I'm oh, sorry, 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 Joe. One sec. That don't add up on that, right? During over the last, within some point in the last three weeks, a certain player who I won't name organised a basketball game and 50, 
15 members of our team went. And you're like, I understand with team building and all that, and if there was that much camaraderie there, that 15, and that's pretty uncalled for, really, that they all went, all of a sudden, you then can't perform on the pitch. What the I, fuck? I, I, I think there is camaraderie there. A lot of these players have played together for a long time. I don't dispute that the players are together in this. They held a players-only meeting. Would that happen under New Harris? I, the door would have been kicked down within 30 seconds of knowing that that was happening. But I do think the players are together in this. I just think that the guidance hasn't been there and the way to harness it hasn't been there. And Neil Harris will get that out of him. And and I hope it is there because if that's already there, Harris's job has just become that little bit easier just to install some mentality and fight into them rather than trying to bring the players together. It sounds like they are together. I do believe that they are. But it just needs harnessing in a different way. Having players only meetings and going out to basketball, it sounds like Edwards was a little bit afraid to challenge some of the bigger personalities in mean. the squad. And That's Harris is not going to do that. Harris is bigger than any of these players. He's bigger than anyone upstairs, and he's bigger. Than, he's as big as the club. And they will respect him for that, and they will listen to him. And it's just about harnessing it. I think we can't. Someone's put there. Look, someone's put. We need Mark writing. He can't come in because we're a football league and, and he doesn't have any A badges, so he can't come in. Um, so, yeah, let me there. There we go. That's where I was before. Um, I have got some special key rings, by the way. Um, what uh, Mr. Lacey's done, who's um, down in Butlins this weekend. But we have got some um, special key rings for people. Everyone who's on this show tonight will get one. So, um, yeah, so... Um, I think we've done fucking Harris to death. I don't really know. What's Can I just ask point. one question? And I, yeah. I ask, I want people to put it in the chat as well. So I'll, I'll come around to you fellas and in, in the chat. Simple question. Do you think Neil Harris has got more chance of keeping us up than Joe Edwards? That's the simple question I want to ask. So Mickey, yes or no? Oh, uh, yeah. Stephen? 100%. Jay? Without question. I'll rest my case. We should be able Picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Happy easier. 100%. Oh, I'll ask you a question. He will do a job, but do you think that by bringing Harris back after what they said about... I know he didn't work out, but if it did, it'd be different. But after the statement they made on Joe, we're looking to go in a different direction. Do you think it's a backward step? Uh, I'll jump in first, if that's right. I don't think it is, because I think what they meant by that was, is exactly what we spoke about. An identity, the respect, the way of playing, a mere way. I think that's what they meant by the different direction. Joe, as you've said, has probably tried the nice approach, the more modern approach, the arm around the player, as you know, you can't do and say certain things nowadays. I think Joe's cut from that cloth. Neil Harris is not cut from that cloth. He's played with some hardened Mirwall legends. He is, he is one himself. He's been a part of... Um, big squads at this club. He's been involved in promotions. He's been in cup finals. He's took us up as a manager. He's, he holds records at the club. I think that's what they meant by the direction that they want to go in. A complete mentality change. That's what, I don't think they meant it from a footballing point of view because the hire, I don't believe, was a footballing point of view. He said he wouldn't come over for three months. They had to give him the, the length of contract they did because it wasn't worth him to come. He said that in his interview. So I think it's worked out well for both parties because of the short-term danger that we're in. It's someone for the now, someone that knows everything already, 
And the direction that we've gone in is complete opposite for Edwards because no one would argue that Harris is the complete opposite of Edwards. That's 100%. what I think the club so meant. It is, it is what, what was said. It's, it's a business decision yeah. rather than a, a future footballing decision. Yeah, and I, and I agree oh. with that. And I think that needed to be made at this time, unfortunately. I think what the club could do, I'm sure they're not listening, but what the club could do is just... Oh, they are, yeah. They are more well, now. Well, they probably won't after what you called Aldo earlier, but anyway. <laughs> um, but what the, club my number. Do, what the club should do in their own way, because I appreciate certain things are privileged and wouldn't be shared, but I think they would go a long way, even if it's an article they put out through Richard Cowley, to say... <laughs> after today, I don't think Richard's going to well, get we'll any... come on to that in a bit. <laughs> let, me, let me finish. Let me finish. What they should be doing is they should be telling the fans exactly how Harris and his appointment fits into that longer-term strategy. Because quite clearly, they did make a strategy shift when they brought Edwards in. And quite clearly, they didn't think we had any chance of being relegated. They now do, so they've gone back on it. But what they need to do is come out and say, right, well... Harris, this is how Harris fits into that longer-term goal of bringing more youth in, monetising these players, having better recruitment, playing a more attacking style of football. They should come out and say that because then I think fans will understand how the Harris appointment fits into that overall goal. By not saying anything, people draw conclusions and you get a divided fan base and a, a decision splitting the fan base down the middle because they don't understand where the direction now is if the club is going. And I think that is yeah. really important that they come out and address it. Yeah, because I, I think, to back off of that as well, Chris, I think the recruitment side of things after this season, regardless of what league we're in, I think that's going to be a major issue at the club because how the black books that the club have are very small. It's made up of yeah. shopping lists, personal shopping lists at the grocery store. Um, Harris doesn't have the biggest black book, I imagine, either. So I worry about the recruitment side of things with the club in the summer, whether we're up or down. So I don't necessarily think they fought that much long-term. No. But they would have had to, to some extent, because recruitment has been an issue over the last couple of years. Where You had it with Raul bringing in people like Kiftenbeld and you know bringing his mates in and people he's played with before. I don't think the black book outside the manager... Is, is is as big as what we'd like it to be. And that's what I worry about from the recruitment side that is still. No, I get that. I get that. So I mean look, we're come we're come on to the other bit what we were what we were um alluring to a little while ago. What is um people's thoughts then on that what come out today? And I then think... about an hour later it was retracted as in, and there's a couple of points, but I'll let you talk first before I say what I want to say on it. I think that it's very, very naive um, to put a headline up like that, given the circumstances and the situation that the club find themselves in. And also the fact that we're, we are traveling to Southampton. If you're traveling to Rotherham, um, it's, it might have a diff, bit of a different a different message. I think, Savile, what he's trying to say, and if you actually read the interview, it's an article, it's a good piece. He yeah. does accept responsibility. He, he mentions by his own admission, his pen, the penalty he gave away himself against Huddersfield, uh, the penalty that Leonard gave away against Sunderland as, as points. Um, I just think they've managed it horrendously by going along that route because fans are, are already on the fence with what's going on with um, with Harris and the direction and stuff. I think it was just a really poor headline to use and, and it's kind of thrown Savile under the bus a little bit. That's the bit what gets me, right? And no disrespect, and I'm going to use... I'm going to use Kai because we know Kai and, and he knows I'm not for you, but someone of Kai's experience, who's a few years into being a journalist as such, you can understand making a mistake like that. But Richard is a massive journalist who's got the Super Safe Club loads, loads of um. Someone's looking at someone's looking at something mm -hmm. dodgy there, but I don't know. Um, I I think that he has massive amounts of experience, and I don't know how he and he writes those tweets himself. How it suddenly 
it, it come out like that. I, I I just don't know how. I mean, Chris, what's but your thought? It's not. Hold before you do that. It's not even the fact that he writes his tweets. That is the headline of the article. It's not a tweet. Yeah. He hasn't accidentally pressed tweet and gone. Oh, I've made a mistake. Oh, okay. I'm on the article now. That that's what he's. That's the headline of the article. He's methodically chose them words because it's yeah. going to generate um, comments for him. It's going to generate business for Richard Cawley, isn't it? That's that's why he's done it. You know, he's put out a a, a status there, or a, you know, an article, and everyone's jumping the gun. It, it's good for him. Now he that's did. He, he obviously retracted it, and you know, and he, he got a bit of excrement on his face for it. But that's what they all do. They all do that. Now, as you said, Stephen, you read the article. I actually really enjoy hearing that sort of stuff from Savile. He's took a lot of responsibility. And he, and like he says, if the players are not up for it, don't come, because that's not the mentality we're going to have going into Southampton. I agree with Sav. How it was put out though did cause massive, massive uproar. Chris really Gonfella, that's what he wants. Gonfella, you've yeah, got a different I mean, view, I think. I, and I don't mean to offend anyone if I um if I do when I say this, but it really isn't the mill I know to be offended by that sort of headline. I'm sorry, but come on, like. It's it, like what? What is this? We're getting offended over a headline of some bloke saying, basically saying that, that the players are up for it. Like, I, I get the whole point around. No, I don't think it's that. I think the problem. But seriously, the fact that this has got so much noise today, I'm it's like, because because he left the word players out of it. He left yeah, the that's word the players problem. Out of it and people took it as the fans. I think. Yeah, that's what people took it as. If you look at the look at the tweet there, what's on screen now, it just says "stay at home." If you don't think we can get a positive result at Southampton, Millwall midfielder, because fans took, because fans took, without reading the story, they saw that on their timeline, and they took you, you cheeky cunt, telling us to fucking stay at home because we've watched you underperform for the last so many games. That's yeah, how it was taken. Over something, just get over. Like, I, I'm sorry, I, I totally don't get it. Like, just. The amount they of noise offended. and the no, fact that Cali had to come out and apologise, mate, if, just a pair and... If, no, I don't... I, I understand where no. you're coming from with that. And I understand normally I would fully agree with you. But because... Because of the players have been playing so shit for so long and the way that it was taken, as in it was basically, well, if you don't want to support us, don't fucking come turn up. That's how it was read. It wasn't meant to be. If you read the article, then you know that that's relating to the article. It was... a. Uh, it was a, a, a sort of, I don't think it was clickbait because it's not necessarily clickbait. The, the article was in the, in the story, but I just think that it was a very ill-planned. Um, Poorly worded. Yeah, headline to, to grab, and it was to grab attention. And the only reason that Richard come out and apologised and said it's not like that, blah, 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 blah is because you know, Savile's fairly well connected within the club and the people at the club probably just went fucking mad when they start getting loads and loads of messages from someone who, let's be honest, understands the club and what not to post. And then to post that, it's just... It, it's. It, I would say, Chris, I don't think it's about Millwall fans getting the ump with it. It's more about the fact that it's brought more heat to the club um, rather than, than the other way around. I agree with that. I agree with that. Because yeah. it's, but I just, yeah, I just think people I, need to be offended. <laughs> I'll be honest with you, Chris. I'll be honest with you. I, I do agree with you. And it wasn't an offensive, I don't, I don't feel offended by an article. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, is that in the situation that we find ourselves in, and it is very, you know, the, the, the fan base are divided, a mistake like that. And, and Richard, you know, I, I think it was bra brave of him to come out and say, I got it wrong because you know, no one likes to be, no one likes the public have to say they made a mistake. I just think if they'd have handled it a little bit better, people would have been going into it thinking, yeah, if, if, if you know, if, and I'm, I'm not suggesting this for any second, but if Mike Wobbefemi is not interested, stay at home. We'll bring, we'll bring Romain Essay. Or if, if, you know, uh, Joe Bryan, I know he's suspended. If he's, if he don't really want to be here, then we won't play him. I, I think people would have backed that. I just think it it could have been handled a little bit differently. It was been... spot on. He's spot on what he said. Everything he said, yeah. I've got the article here. Everything he says is bang on. Yeah. yeah. But what he could have said is George Savile said to the other players, if you don't think we get a result, don't turn up. You know, or, or put in there that it was actually a, a a a statement regarding rather than what it was, but it was it was ill timed, ill played. Because let's be honest, 
The tension was building over the last two weeks. Millwall was getting a lot of heat. Then, obviously, you had the articles about the Chelsea game where, you know, police were saying there's going to be trouble. The club were probably shitting themselves because things don't go in the paper for nothing. They were probably shitting a brick. It was convenient that Harris was done on the same day that we were going to have, you know, allegedly loads of Chelsea turn up. And that was hopefully going to stem it. And then, obviously, it sort of changed direction. It went Cavanaugh-Aldo and it was still up. And then all of a sudden that came out and it just suddenly kicked those who were already on that camp suddenly up a bit more and brought heat to the club. And they just panicked and just went... Because let's be honest, the club has put Richard in the position he's in now because they always give him the lead, the inside knowledge, everything else. So all the fans go to Richard for clarification you look on transfer dates is this true rich is this false rich what's going on with this rich blah 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 and then all of a sudden when rich posts that comment if it was someone else if it was kiro or alex grace or or you know um, yeah yeah it wouldn't have got the traction it was a factor there that they thought it was an in-depth interview and the players were talking to the fan because let's be honest probably 80 percent of the people what saw that headline probably didn't read the didn't read the content but I, I, sorry, I, I still don't think there's anything wrong with the headline. That's where I guess I'm disagreeing with you. If if, if, he, if he's telling me as a fan, if you don't think we can win tomorrow, don't travel. I don't have any problem with that personally because he's saying to me, we all need to believe that we can win, and I personally don't have any problem with that. That's just me. And by the way, I find there more problem with the likes of Richard Cowley putting out articles the morning that Edwards was sacked, saying, "Oh, I spoke to Edwards today." And oh, he said this when when like he clearly didn't speak to him that morning because he'd been sacked. Like, yeah, I have more problem with that than these posts. See, I have, a, I have I have a more problem that again, it was you know, like said on the space the other day that people knew that Harris was coming in the day before. Um, with act with the act on space where Aaron said that he knew and he told their WhatsApp group and not to tell anyone the day before. And I know other people who knew the day before. Um, and when lads say, yeah, we got told it by members of the press before being told by the club that he was sacked. And then the rumours come out, whether or not they're true or not, I don't know. But I, I think they're fairly, you know, they're fairly nailed on from people. Is that Neil Harris told his players on Saturday that he weren't going to be around. Then you've got Cambridge going, an official approach today, Neil Harris has left. And you're thinking, you know, let, look, don't treat this like mugs. Just be honest with us for once in the world and go, look, because I heard that they were looking to get rid of Edwards since um, since Ipswich. So whether or not that's true or not, you know, that that's, you know, neither here nor there. And I can understand not coming out then, but they would have known before the day he went. They would have known before Wednesday. or what, Was it Wednesday? Yeah, yes. Uh, when did he come? Mm, it Tuesday, was wasn't it? Wednesday. They would have known before Wednesday that they were going to fire him. Of course they would, but they, like Millwall, we've said this so many times that no communication. No, they don't. They're, they're all of their dealings, their transfer dealings, behind the scenes, sponsors, managers, everything is kept mm. so tight lipped. They don't want anyone to know anything, and that's just that's just how that's just how we are as a club. So I don't care when Harris was announced, to be honest with you, or if he told the Cambridge player. It doesn't really bother me because we know we knew that was going to happen. It was so yeah. obvious. The club never tweeted anything for four days. It was so clear that something was going on that, it, you know, that is what it is. I don't think it's. I don't think I, I weren't offended by like I weren't offended by the comment. I just think it was. I think it was not really thought about being put out there. That was why it was. The fact if Richard hadn't have apologised like he did, it probably wouldn't really be. I wouldn't have even thought twice about yeah okay. But once yeah. you read the article, you know exactly what it means. It's the fact that. It's obviously the club throwing down to Richard to say, we can't have that in a minute. You're bringing too much heat. You need to you need to put yourself in front of the firing line and apologise. And then he's come out and apologised. That's more offensive to me that he's being controlled to a level than the article in the first place. Because... Every yeah. article in the world... He's going to be controlled. I'll be honest... <laughs> I'll, I'll be honest with you, and I, I don't. I'm, I've seen some of the comments, and I, I can see the look on Chris's face as we're talking about this as well. So uh, it, it's it uh, to me. I can't believe we're talking about it. If yeah, I'm being it's. 
<laughs> it's something that they with with what's going on at the moment, it was a mistake by Richard Cawley. There's I just, found there's, it more th- funny than offensive. I didn't find it offensive. I thought it was hilarious. But, uh, yeah, it was more of a like you, you cheeky cunt more than getting offended. Do you know what I mean? That, that's, yeah, that's what more 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 what it was because it, it was clearly a poor choice of words. And mm. everyone who knows Savile and what he's done for the club and and you know he does he he, he has been a good performer for the club. If and you he listen- is, yeah. Quite animated out of there as well. No one would expect someone like Savile to say that in the first place. So Savile would never go after the fans. So it was more of a you cheeky cunt. You've tried to yeah, yeah. you tried to twist there, rather than yeah, yeah. yeah rather than like you know I don't think people. Yeah, get it's more directed at Richard. Yeah, I exactly. That, the effects yeah. was more. But if you look at Twitter, it's as if Savile would just come and shit on your fucking. Yeah, you know I mean, yeah, and it weren't it like weren't that. that at all. No, he's not like that. And I think it was more that. It was more about everything after it rather than actually it because it would have just disappeared. But it yeah. was the fact that the apology and everything else and the deleted tweet and all that lot what was the funniest part of it. But so, um, anyway, Chris, uh, question for you. You're yes, you're a man who's uh, very much into his stats. I'm sure you've seen what uh, Southampton's record is at the moment. Do you buy into the fact that they have lost two of their last three games? potentially plays into our hands that we're playing them at the right time do you buy into that um it's difficult because in theory we played Ipswich at the right time and they battered us 4-0 at home so it's difficult I think that we will put them under pressure again don't know but from what I know of Mr Harris I think we will put them under pressure I think there probably will be a few nerves from their players because of their recent run of results, particularly losing at home earlier in the week. But then looking at Southampton fans and their perspective on the game against Hull, um, they basically think they got the team wrong. The manager got the team wrong. And they think he'll play the right team. Plus, they've got Flynn down back for, for the game against us. And so essentially, it's a different team that's going to play. So... I I don't know. Look, I don't think there's a right or wrong time to play a team away from home as good as Southampton. And I guess what I would draw more attention to is the fact that it's Neil Harris's first game. And if you look at his first game for Gillingham, his first couple of games for Gillingham, his first couple of games for Cambridge, he does get a bounce out of teams. So I'm just hoping that that plays in our favour. Just one sec. Daily Mill, sorry, one sec, one sec. Daily Mill, where have you seen that? Because I don't think that's true, mate. Um, if you if you've got a link for it, then please send me a link because that's looking on um, Hampshire Constabulary website. It's 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 not there, mate. Well, so, I was just yeah. going to say, backing off of what Chris said, is that some sometimes playing a team of Southampton's caliber where they have been winning a hell of a lot of games, when they have lost a couple, I think that's sometimes a wrong time to play them because they're more focused on getting things right. They're more focused on this is not the mentality here. We win games mm. of football. And they're, they're going to up their game. I think sometimes it can be a bad thing to play teams that are on a losing run. I really do. And our record against Southampton, whether they win 20 in a row or they lose 20 in a row, our record against Southampton aside is, is abysmal. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. I, I don't think that they would be too happy playing us now as, as if they would a week ago when Edwards was in charge. I think they would be a little bit more weary of us because there's less scouting for them to be able to do on a Harris set up at Millwall. They haven't got as much film or, you know, um, formation predictions or, you know, player <laughs> personnel predictions. I don't, so I think from that standpoint, they would be a little bit, a little bit worried about us, but I would be a hell of a lot more worried playing Just, Southampton coming off the back of a couple of losses, to be honest. Sorry, sorry. Um, Daily Millwall, yeah, I found it. Don't worry, don't worry. Um, yeah, Millwall fans tomorrow, um, for some unknown reason, which is fucking mad, probably because we're taking 2,800 fans down there. Uh, Hampshire, Hampshire Police liaising with British Transport, Metropolitan Police and Southampton Police have uh, issued a Section 34. Um, they're using dispersed powers under Section 34, um, which basically means between 9 and 11, there is a fucking huge area they can make you move from. And also, they've... Um, also put in at the same period, they've utilised in a Section 60 AA of the Criminal Justice and Public Order Act 1994, which basically means uh, it allows a police officer to require a person to remove any item believed to be worn for the purpose of concealing their identity. So scarves or anything else around the face, the old bill have put 
uh, have been given permission to tell you to remove it or arrest you and also tell you that you're not allowed in certain areas and move you um, through two powers. Yeah, it, it, I'll see what you mean now. Section three, yeah, it's done. So, um, yeah, how fucking mad's that? Only Millwall. And do you know what? And tomorrow is the closest anniversary we've ever played them to the 46 years ago when eight of our lads died going down to a game we played Southampton. Because I, I, I think possibly the club might be doing something, but we'll wait and see tomorrow. But, you know, I know others what are on that, but how mad's that? Only Millwall. It is only Millwall, yeah. Madness, absolute madness. Um, Taken away, those of you... You can all pick one beforehand, so we can we'll pick some winners or any comments. But we have this badge for today. We also have this badge or this key ring, okay? And we've got that key ring, okay? And it's and it's mad with Harris because the fans will call Harris bomber, but all his players. Call him Chopper. Yeah, yeah, I've always, yeah, I've always wondered that. So, um, yeah, it's always, it's always one of those, isn't it? So, um, yeah, um, so yeah, sorry, we're cut back into Southampton. So, um, yeah, but yeah, just uh, just to finish off what I was saying, yeah, I think it's, um, I think it, it can be a wrong time to play someone like a, a wounded, a wounded animal at the moment, Southampton. You know they're. They're a big club. They're playing well. They're, they're fighting for promotion. And they will work to address this. Now, they will look at Millwall as a wounded animal as well and see it as a game they could put right. That is fearful in itself. But with the changes we've had, I'd also argue that we I wouldn't want to play us as well. No. They will also... I, um, we're, sorry, Steve, just one quick no, point. Go on, yeah, go on. Sorry, mate. Um, I believe that Leeds are losing. Yeah, they are. Oh, they will oh, look they at are. that. Yes. They will look at that as a way of getting back into the top two. So yeah. they'll be even more motivated if Leeds lose. So that's another thing that plays into that. Sorry, mate. Go ahead. Uh, funny enough, it was on a similar similar um, path I was going to go on. The results tonight um, and the fact that, you know, Ipswich have had their bumpy form. The top, the first place now looks like it's set. Leicester winning tonight. They're miles ahead. It looks like it's set. So Southampton are going in, will be coming and looking at us going, team fighting for their lives. We're at home. We've got a really good home record. But I I do agree with Jay uh, to a certain extent to say that we are an unknown quantity now. What You don't know what you're going to get from us tomorrow. And I know I know it's easy to say that because it's the new manager, but you don't. It, it's going to, I think it could be a completely different uh, style of football, completely different setup, completely different team than what Joe Edwards picked in the last game. I, I mean, I've been critical of, or was critical of Edwards because it was four changes at Coventry and then it was five yeah. changes for this game, and four changes for this one. Like, it, it doesn't work. But Harris is going to come in and you could easily see five, six, seven changes to, to the starting lineup he, if, if if that's what how he sees fit. So it is an unknown quantity. And I think that's what makes the game tomorrow quite interesting because whilst they're going for the top, who knows what we're going to get from us? Yeah. Who knows? I think no one's there. Imagine the party tomorrow night if we beat Southampton. Fellas will be going on the missing list. I think it's possible. To be fair, I think it's probably played into Harris. Harris has told them all week, this is a must-win, blah, blah, blah. And now we use the fact of, like what you said there, like, you know, if Leicester carry on beating Leeds, then, you know, they're going to come to us and want this. We, we are seriously you know, underdog and all that. And it's just a, a, a go for it. Just when look, but to be fair, every game that they played under Harris has been, it should have really been a, a, an all or nothing game really, shouldn't it? Because well, we, we, we've always been a team, especially under Harris, even more so under Harris, that we could not beat the teams around us or the teams below us, but we'd always beat the teams at the top of the league. Yeah, you know, right. we, we've always been that sort of team under Harris where we thrive on the bigger occasion we always have done, and we we lose to you know the Wickhams and the teams that were around us at the time. We couldn't get the results out of that. But Watford, your Leicester's, you know, coming down and coming down in the cup, and your Leeds and that, we'd always turn them over. We had good runs at home, sixteen game unbeaten runs at home. You know, we were physical, and the bigger clubs who like to play football do not like to play against the type of football that Harris likes to play. 
where it's physical set pieces and things like that. Do you think he, he do you think he's changed um, yes. the way he plays compared to where he was? Because and also the question too, and again it's what you know the second tier boys were talking about earlier is that do you think his style of football would work in the lower leagues, but in the championship now it's moved on a lot? He's evolved as a manager. I mean, <laughs> it would be naive to think that he hasn't. He's been away from us for four or five years nearly. And he would have adapted. He's been at three clubs since then. You know, the fans at them clubs were also pretty unhappy that he's left as well. You know, he's took Cambridge from in, put him in a better position as well. They're pretty upset about it. I don't think we'll see a change in what we expect on the pitch where, you know, set pieces are a big part of the game attacking set pieces, corners, free kicks, not having much possession, being resolute, hitting them on the counter. I think we'll see closer to Rowett ball than mm. Edwards ball with, with Harris. Mm. But we will see changes in perhaps when he makes substitutions, how he sees the game, um, whether he adapts to a plan B if the other managers change. You know, we've seen that in recently when player goes down for a phantom injury, the other team makes adjustments and Edwards couldn't adjust to that and then we get beat after 20 minutes I think we'll see changes from that standpoint from how he manages the game but from what we're going to get from Harris's type of football we ain't going to see changes at all but there's no doubt he's going to be a better manager for it for his time away and for his time that he was here before because he'll analyse that what did I do wrong you know what works for me what, what, what did the players do wrong the players are still there that he had many of them as we spoke about what how could I have used them better? He would have thought about all this the day he left Mirror. No, let's so, see. Let's see. You know, okay, that. Coming back, I think, you know, there's no doubt he's probably a better manager. No, I get that. My question, my question is, um, unfortunately, we are um on our half time, and uh, unfortunately, we are making a substitution tonight, but you can catch him again on Sunday. Sorry, I just want um, to hear what um what Chris has to say on that, to be honest, because I know Chris is very is good with his I was going to let him finish on that, so yeah. it was. And, and I was hoping I could hear from, from Chris on that point as well. Hopefully that he, he will be able to stay for that. So go on, Chris. Your um, your substitute isn't on the field of play yet. <laughs> what, you, do you want me to give me like, a score prediction or...? But um, on off the back of what I said, like how how do you think? Do you think Harris is, is, is going to be a different manager? Do you think we'll see much change yeah. in his game management style? Yeah, I um I do, mate. I think that like looking at his tenure at Cambridge, uh, so I, I did a bit of analysis in the week on kind of just basic stuff like the amount of big chances created, possession, uh, the amount of um, corners, passes, pass completion. He's still a very direct manager. So, you know, there's not a lot of passes each game. The success rate's quite low, which therefore would indicate to me that he is playing still quite direct. But he creates a lot of chances, a lot of chances. And he has also performed better in games with less possession, which is actually something that we do as well. So I think that combined with the fact that he played a 4-2-3-1 for the majority of his time at Cambridge and at Gidenham would suggest he has evolved. And let's face it, gents, he's got to because we don't have the target man that he, he, he used to have, you know, we yeah, don't have the wingers other than Mayer and maybe Norton Cuffey could fill in there. So he's got to evolve. Um, and um, so, yeah, I think he has, and, and whether it's enough, we'll, we'll find out. But as long as he gives us the same bounce that he gave Cambridge in terms of the uplifting points per game, or he, he basically comes in and has the same championship record as with us last time, We'll stay in the division, and that's all we that's all we can ask. Just for. just before you shoot, Chris, I know you really are now push for time. But prediction for tomorrow? I'm going to go for a very hard fault one-one um, goal scorer. You're going to only because I've backed it because I think a few of us have. I'll go with Jake Cooper because he's good one. <laughs> it would uh, pay out a very nice sum to a few of us. So I'm going to go actually take the lead, uh, Jake Cooper. We'll all get excited, and then we'll we'll cling on for a one-one. Which, if I'm honest, I'll probably take right now. So, yeah. Right, gents. It's been a pleasure. Enjoy the rest of your show. And I'll be no listening. Worries. Cheers, Cheers, Chris. Big no worries. Cheers, Chris. Cheers, Chris. Cheers, Chris. Cheers, Chris. Bye, bye, bye. Well, we will be getting joy. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. 
there's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.